Hello and welcome to 99 from 99, the movie podcast where we take you back to the past and cover 99 films or more from the year 1999. I'm your stubborn Kentuckian host, Michael Denniston, joined every week by madman of the airwaves, Ben Zook. Why take a journey to the past? Well, perhaps like you, we've looked out our window and seen the world grow smaller, colder, and scarier. Not here. So sit back, relax, and come back with us to a time when theaters were full, tickets were affordable, and there were so many good movies, you couldn't possibly catch them all. That's what this podcast is here to do. So we hope you take the entire trip with us, 99 episodes on the films from 1999. you to hit me as hard as you can i'm scared to close my eyes i see dead people i believe you have my papler now that i've met you would you object to never seeing me again this is not just a couch it's just our couch take the red pill and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes leave the light on after bedtime I always thought it'd be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. Malkovich! Trim each up as for cutlets, like this. Take this needle, it's very scary, I know, and voila! What a wonderful world we would live. His life. At perfect order. I'm a catering manager. I'm a respectable man. Morning, Mr. Hilditch. Morning, Jimmy. Her world had fallen apart. Can I help you? I'm here to see a friend. Oh, could I have lift? Oh, of course. Well, here we are. <laughs> Behind his smile. I want to find Johnny. And that's what we'll do. Behind his kindness. You will stay in the house. No answering the door. No phone calls. Behind his friendship. His mother's trying to keep him away from me. Mothers can be difficult. Lies a secret. What was the name of her little boy? Joey! I dreamt that you met Johnny. That you knew where he was. We won't find Johnny. What are you talking about? The healing will commence. You were different from the rest. We all have to do terrible things, Felicia. All right, so Felicia's journey. Uh, you know, this is a. Uh, so yeah, when I when I saw this on the list, I, I had actually not heard of, of it, and and I was a little interested because, at Tommy Goyan, uh, his most well-known film, The Sweet Hereafter, is a movie I like quite a bit. Uh, I, I, I have yet to see a, another movie of his that, that is any good. And Felicia's journey is unfortunately no different. Um, what do you think that's about? What, like, do you think it's because someone <sighs> gets too much, uh, hype early on in their career and then their ego just inflates and they make nothing but garbage? Or do you think, you know, maybe he was never a good film. Maybe Sweet Hereafter was just a big accident. I, I guess I'm going to tend to uh, go with the latter there. So what what have I seen of his other than the sweet hereafter? Uh, I do not believe I saw 
Exotica, which came before the Sweet Hereafter. I'm sure as a, a teenager in video store days, I probably wanted to, uh, but uh, was not allowed, did not have access. Um, Chloe, I watched Chloe. Did you like that? Yeah, yeah I've seen Chloe and I, and I did not like it. Um, and I feel like I saw Adoration, but maybe I didn't. Uh, and I've seen Exotica, did not care for it. Uh, I have a hard time disliking Chloe because of the uh, the actors involved. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, you give this uh, sort of peculiar, sort of, uh, you know, I guess a, a sexual thriller, and you've got Julianne Moore uh, headlining the cast. Um, I'm, for the most part, in. And I, I've actually seen that one a couple of times, but I don't think either time I, like, came away positive. But I, I do know I rewatched it for a podcast. Uh, and remember, I saw that one with Christopher Plummer, and I like him quite a bit in it, but I, I found that to be kind of a uh, kind of a hokey, mean spirited kind of movie uh, that I wasn't really that enthusiastic about. So I'm just going to blame, I guess, his <laughs> continued career on Sarah Polly being so great in The Sweet Hereafter and Ian Holm. I, I don't know. I remember those performances, but um, his like his choices as a filmmaker they they seem. I mean, they just seem kind of low rent to me. Like, I often feel like I'm watching like a, a, a like glorified pilot or like a TV movie. Like, I, I, he he seems to go for very, um, it's like very safe choices with interesting material. Um, so I, the one thing I'll give Felicia's Journey is there's some oddball stuff in here that I wouldn't call it safe, uh, but it's also not very appealing either. Um. You oftentimes with this Bob Hoskins character, uh, who is, I, I don't think it takes long before you know that he's some sort of sociopath. Um, I mean, they, there's, there are, you could have a drinking game with the amount of flashbacks he has <laughs> to his mother, who was like a TV chef, cook personality. Like a, uh, like a Julia Childs archetype, yeah. I think is what they were going for, right? Uh, yeah, it is not. Not appealing at all. Uh, basically, they have this chubby little child to be the stand-in for young Hoskins. Uh, and you could see how he would develop uh, some anxieties uh, when it comes to food uh, based on what his mother does to him, which is, is not like horrible uh, on its own. But given the information we have about him uh, later in life as uh, an older man, uh, yeah, there's there's some baggage there. But um, it, it, it felt cheesy and and hokey and then the the i guess the the narrative and the uh the 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 grown-up timeline here when we don't flash back uh is really really dull it is they're they're a long uh do you do you remember uh was it under the skin with scarlett johansson that came out five or six years Mm -hmm. ago and there's the sequences they had where they put like a a camera like in a taxi or a car and they would have like these amateur you know they're actors i guess because they got them to to sign off on being in the film but they're just real people and they just film them picking up scarlett johansson and basically they're <laughs> they know that eventually these these guys are going to make a pass at this attractive woman whether or not they know it's scarlett johansson or not and that plays into the the plot of that film uh we get a much uh less sexy version of that <laughs> where it's like taxi cab confessions with, mm-hmm. with bob hoskins 
this is just, it's uncomfortable. And yeah, I swear to you that I thought, okay, Zook put this on the list because no, what the hell okay, am I watching? Wait, wait, I'm stopping you right there. <laughs> this was a Denison pick. Absolutely. I had never heard of this title until I saw it on, on the list. And I thought, but then I looked it up and I thought, okay, at Tommy Goyan, Bob Hoskins, mm-hmm. um, it's a suspense, uh, you know, of some kind. So, you know, this, it sounded like something I might, I might be into. And also, it was really hard to find, and I have sort of a weakness uh, for movies that are really hard to find. I always think they're going to be some, you know, undiscovered gem. And, Let me jump uh, in here real quick. No. Just touching off <laughs> of how we finished our Dogma episode <laughs> on Amazon, because I just had this ready to go. I'm like, all right, is this on DVD from Amazon? Uh, yeah, from $2.01, you can own you can own this. You can go higher, up to seven ninety nine is the highest one uh, I'm seeing listed here. But yeah, this one is available uh, fairly cheaply Okay, on, well, on two or three years ago, it, it was kind of hard, harder to find, and I had to go to a few different... <laughs> use stores around uh, Vegas to get it. So, okay. So, what, do you, so. what do you think? People just decide to purge their copies of Fleish's <laughs> Journey everywhere. <laughs> I didn't realize the Fleish's Journey market was going to crash in <laughs> 2019, 2020. All right. All right. Uh, let's, okay. Let's, let's, okay. You said low rent. Uh, I would call his choices and in every other at Tommy Goyne film that I've seen besides Sweet Hereafter as, overwhelmingly intellectual. And that's what makes me think that Sweet Hereafter was kind of a mistake that, that just sort of like came together, uh, you know, in, in sort of a magical way. Cause that is a very cold and, and harsh movie too. But may, you know, like you said, the actors and everything, or, or maybe even the subject matter, like you, you, you know, because the, the, that, that film's central tragedy is so big that you, you can understand uh, you know, the, 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 the intellectual approach. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh, so on the DVD, we brought up this DVD a few times. You can see the unedited portions of these driving sequences with these women. Uh, I did not watch them because I had had enough. Uh, you know, I mean, just what was in the movie is just, it's way too many. Okay. We get it. He is a serial killer. Uh, let's move on. And then I think, I think one of the things that really hurts it is that, so he meets this girl. She's trying to find her boyfriend. She's pregnant. Uh, you know, the, the, he doesn't know the boyfriend. Doesn't it seem like he's going through a lot of trouble, through a lot of work to, to, to you know, to get this girl uh, and, and, you know, presumably kill her and everything? It's like, you know, the, the, I don't understand the, the thought process of him dangling her along and telling her that he's going to help her find Johnny and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't seem to serve his goal. And, and I don't really know why, you know, I agree with you. I I thought he had a change of heart. Like when he was doing, when he's like going to these like factories and making phone calls, I was like, wait, is this, is this outside of the, the norm or does he have some sort of, you know, is this a, uh, a much less interesting like version of like the killer from no country for old men where he's like, if I can find what they're looking for, then they, they escape my grasp. But if they, if we run into any sort of dead end, then they're mine. Like I, I don't know. And I'm not (laughs) Bob Hoskins connoisseur by any means. Uh, but I don't, I don't find this character as it's written, performed. You know, I don't know what they're going for. I don't find him engaging, in the slightest. And they're, they're long. There's some sequences where he's just like is staring off in the distance, like in thought. 
And <laughs> I'm just like screaming at my screen, like, you know, what, what are you trying to tell me here? What, what is this? What am I supposed to, to gather from, from this quiet moment with this guy? Because, uh, in particular, it's about, you know, I, I, for the most part, I'm watching these things or trying to watch them in order. So if you're following along and you, <laughs> you watch Dogma and then you go this, uh, you're going to be screaming at your television just for someone to speak. Please, God, just say something. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a difficult time with this. And this is, you know, this is a, this is a bad year for this movie to come out. Oh, I, <laughs> thought, I thought you were going bad... to say this is a bad year period. I was like, oh my God, what are you saying? Dennis? <laughs> no, this, this film has changed, this. <laughs> changed, changed my whole view of 1999. <laughs> I, I was going all in on Felicia's journey. <laughs> no, uh, you know, usually we say that when you're, it's like an embarrassment of riches, right? Like, man, this, this was great. And if, if it had come out the year after, uh, it would have had all the acclaim. I, I don't think that's the case with this one, but this is, yeah, this is a really bad time to shoot your shot. This was a bad year to bring this up because I don't know, and I don't know what the like reaction was to this one. Uh, Not non-existent, I would say. <laughs> it's got an eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Dogma had like a sixty-three. <laughs> Like that, but people did. There were, was really not a Rotten Tomatoes that people followed at this time. So when when you look at those ratings, it's it's kind of disingenuous. I mean, critics who's going back saw this, to this movie, but no one, no one really. I don't think anyone really saw this movie at all in 1999. Other than the the Genie Awards, which you you mentioned, and well, Bob Canadian, Hoskins, yeah, they, they, you Bob know. Hoskins <laughs> took home the award for that one, Best Actor. So okay, I want to uh, defend Bob Hoskins. I want to defend Bob Hoskins for a minute. I, I mean, I think the script lets him down, you know, very obviously. And you know, he's he's game. He's up for for playing this role. Uh, have you seen The Long Good Friday or Mona Lisa, both from the 1980s? Uh, I have seen The Long Good Friday. I've not seen Mona Lisa. Okay, so he's great in both of those movies, playing villains, playing bad guys. And, you know, you get his thought process in both of those movies. You don't understand it here because the script hasn't given you, given him the opportunity to present it. And it's not fair to blame Bob Hoskins for, um, you know, how bad this is. Um, and then the other thing from a story standpoint that I don't understand, which I guess is going into spoiler territory for Felice's journey available for $2 and one cent, uh, on Amazon. If you want, if you want to watch it, um, this, this I was, whole thing I in love the third based act, on your, your reaction to films, how dismissive you are, like anyone should care about the spoilers. When If you like the film, how protective you are of it. Uh, that, that's a pretty good uh, tell if anyone's following along. Uh, your there, there are no the Anatomy Goyen fans out there who are like, oh, yes, this is the one. I'm, I've been waiting. Um, so, look, this whole thing at the end with these two women coming back just in the nick of time, you know, when when Hoskins is, is about to, you know, murder Felicia. Um, absolutely stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't. Under, so the movie is so incredibly intellectual. At no point do they think that that he that this guy can think his way out of this situation. Like he, it's like they show up and he just resigns himself to, to it not working out. It's ridiculous. I I had sort of, uh, you know, the, the movie kind of just drones along. Um a sort of quiet hum of of boredom 
that uh, I actually had kind of forgotten about those characters. <laughs> so even in the sequence when they're they're prattling on about their their religion, I'm like, well, who are we introducing now? What is what is this about? And you know, it's, it, they were probably like a couple minutes into it, for I remembered like, oh yeah, there was like an interlude where she she stayed with this whatever religious group, and then uh, she <laughs> she had the audacity to ask, hey, has anyone seen my uh, my money, my wallet laying around? And they <laughs> like start screaming at her uh for for accusing them of like theft um i i mean i i guess i was i guess i'm supposed to be happy that you know this uh, that they they uh interrupt uh this this attempted murder uh but yeah like he he I don't know if he's having like his version of like Vietnam flashbacks to, to his mom and he just becomes petrified in certain moments. Uh, but this is a guy that I assume has been quite the chatty Cathy based on his, his driving these many women around these long conversations. I mean, all we really get of that, uh, you know, if you'd done your research, I guess we, we would know for sure what those extended sequences <laughs> were, but, uh, you know, get your $2 worth in a penny. Um, I you know I, I assume this is a guy that has taken on some sort of like paternal you know uh, he he presents this sort of like warm uh, affection for 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 these women uh, and yeah it's like he's never in that sequence like he's never been forced to interact with another human uh, before that uh, surprises him or catches him unawares um, I mean it's convenient like you know and there are a lot of movies that are. They're like that. I mean, we watched uh, The Bone Collector was not that far off as far as how like convenient uh, certain things play out. And I guess you kind of have to go with that. But uh, it's certainly not thrilling in any way. It's it's just a very sad serial killer movie. Um, it's a movie. It's a movie where you know what to feel about the characters from the very beginning and nothing and nothing changes. So so yeah. it's like you spend two hours with these people uh, and you're just kind of left wondering why. Yes. and this is you know clearly this is why it deserves its own episode and not (laughs) almodovar or even kevin smith uh such is the respect for the sweet hereafter which i i do really like but now now that uh we've talked about it now i have a fear because it's been it's been years since i've checked that one out so I'm, i'm just wondering if i'm just remembering certain scenes from ian holm uh, that stand out so much for me that it's it's going to affect a future viewing of that one. Me too, and and yeah, there are certain movies where I'm like worried about revisiting. Uh, ironically, I mean, I would say Kevin Smith's early films I uh, I haven't really revisited in a long time, partly because I am worried, uh, you know, how how I would feel about them today. I can uh, say Clerks so. is fine. Clerks is just as it was. Uh, the it's the, it's really Chasing Amy is one that. I think has has had it's had its like boys don't cry moment and then it's come back into fashion again uh-huh, with its uh-huh. its politics. That one is really a strange short case study that's kind of interesting to revisit. I don't know about Mallrats. I don't remember the last time I watched Mallrats. But, Mallrats would uh, be my biggest suspicion that that it might not hold. I'm thinking of the chocolate pretzel scene and uh, not a uh, fan of the the poop humor when it comes from Mr. Smith. You you certainly are not. Well, obviously, you know, it's kind of, I, you know, I'll, I'll say this, the shit monster in Dogma has more heart behind it than anything in Felicia's <laughs> journey. And that's sad. That's really sad. If Kevin Smith can bring a shit monster to life with so much caring and, and you know, and then Atomy, that's the thing that's weird about Atomy Goyen. It's like he made this one great film that everyone, that for the most part, people really like. And then he just kind of coasted, uh, you know, for the rest of his career. 
He did get Julianne Moore and Amanda Seyfried uh, to give us a sex scene, which uh, I think uh, you know straight men and uh, lesbian women probably were will probably applaud him for that. But there's nothing <laughs> unless you have a particular uh, fetish for food uh, or you know I guess one's mother in the kitchen. There's nothing titillating here, uh, and I feel like isn't I'm trying to read what what does it say on the, your DVD cover here it's in the other room what do you <laughs> uh, i have it pulled up here the richest most provocative serial killer movie in cinema history wow there you go what the white uh, quote there was that a quote from a critic or something or yes that is oh. the, the quote on there uh, i was just keying in on them, them calling it provocative uh but uh, they really went for it uh in cinema history uh and i can't make out uh who that was I, you know there's no sense what, one of my favorite uh one of my favorite like tv spot uh critics quotes that's totally misrepresentative of the movie is uh i think it was richard roper saying that the new world was the 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 best romantic drama since titanic and i was just like that oh, man. is you're like setting people up to hate that movie. <laughs> I'm sure Titanic fans like really could not wait for the new world to come out. <laughs> uh, so what, right. do we, what do we have next? I I don't know. I, I know there's one coming up that I really like am afraid of the conversation with you because I'm pretty sure you're uh, positive on it. And it is from a filmmaker who uh, uh, is I won't say hit or miss with me. Uh, he is uh, mostly miss, and it's usually a pretty big miss Man. Uh, coming up. Wow! So okay. I uh, let me pull it up now. I may be like giving our our listeners the wrong impression because I may have these in the wrong order. Uh, but nope, I am correct. Uh, so yeah, I am uh, shit talking. Uh, you know the the, the filmmaker behind uh, two movies. Uh, you gotta learn how to. You gotta learn title. how to better tease these. You know. Uh, these things. Uh, well, it would probably help if I had it in front of me because I'm like, ah, what? what is up next? You know? Uh, yeah, uh, there it is. There's the clue. Uh, two movies with Ed in the title. Huh? Uh, Sleepy Hollow I thought was next. Yeah, the, the, but Edward Scissorhands and Ed Wood. Oh, from the, okay, but you didn't, I thought you were saying two movies with Ed in the title coming up next. <laughs> that didn't make sense. It's another $2 DVD I've pulled off from, from 1999. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99from99.